responsible away. for all of those things. Rant really? mode activated. They didn't just spontaneously go. happen. You made them happen. That is where we're at right now. Um, I think uh, was it on Thursday the Congressional Budget Office is estimated I'm that for so the year twenty twenty, which ended September thirtieth, deficit at three point one three trillion or fifteen point oh, yeah. two. We really increased the shit out of our. Are we turning into like? Bet. Are we turning into deficit hawks now? Is that the? Is that that? Is that the? Thing no, it's for all made up. Well, watch what's going to happen. I mean, not to sidetrack the the conversation where it's going too much, but watch what happens if Biden wins, because the kind of people who let rampant spending happen under the Trump administration and sort of ballooning this problem in a really serious way that we will be dealing with, if not next year, in the coming years, um, are going to shout at Biden for spending. You got to get the shit under control. They're all going to yell at him. Yeah, because he's going to be the one, the face of the country. Like he's, they're going to be like, "Yo, dude, fucking fix the shit." Oh, for God, <laughs> like, for fucking bid, we took any of it from the fucking Pentagon or the fucking military the absurdity of mm -hmm. how are we going to pay for it when so much of our money goes to these little things or well not little things clearly they're fucking gigantic things the big i mean we pay more for our military the the we pay more for our military than i think believe it's the next 10 20, countries most of combined 20, I think. 10 10 allies 20 countries i think well, what is it? It's the number one, two, and three are the army. That, right? It's Actually. the army, the navy, and the air force. Right? The biggest air force in the world is the United States Air Force, USAF, and yeah. then the number two largest air force in the world the is navy, right? the navy. Yes, exactly. That's fucking crazy. We are have you freaking serious. Our 100. military budget for next year is nine hundred and thirty-four billion dollars. Oh yeah. Here's what? the secret to Beal. The it United States military budget much. doesn't ever go down. It only I know goes that, up. but like and Pelosi it's votes for it. Crazy. Mm -hmm. This is insane. Freedom isn't free. <laughs> Don't you oh, know? Well. And here's well, the they secret. Should change that word then. <laughs> the reason that the military budget, as far as I've heard, is so bloated. Um, first off, it's 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 I see it as being two two certain reasons. One of them is that obviously everywhere we've ever invaded, we've never left. People are like, oh well, it's so wonderful that we pulled out of Iraq and Afghanistan. It's like we still have bases there. We're still there. We don't ever leave. We 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 minimize the number of troops and people boots on the ground that we have, but we never get rid of logistics office, officers everywhere we go. We still have a military base in fucking Japan, for Christ's sake, in Germany. They're still there. We're still there. So that requires a lot of money maintaining the logistics for those things. The second off is it runs in the same way as a budget at any company you've ever worked for does. Now, Nabil, you're at a... a you're you're working in an office and your department's budget for this year was $20,000 and December's rolling around and there's Are you basically just doing that episode left. of the office where Michael goes and buys the jacket from Burlington oh Coat Factory? Oh my god, they <laughs> fucking did that on the office, didn't they? I forgot all about <laughs> wait, wait, that. Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? I'm That's an that, excellent right? example, Ian. That's a All right, let's let's go through example. this example. The point being is okay, you've got $10,000 left in your budget in December 
and your new budget is going to be analyzed and assessed and re and, and um, they're going to tell you what your budget is for next year on January. If they've assessed what you spent for this year, you got $10,000 left in your budget as a good manager. What are you going to do? Of course, spend the rest of it. Duh. Uh-huh. Why? Why though? <laughs> Well, what's the rationalization? If I don't spend, from a it, if I don't spend it next year, they're going to have it $10,000 less because exactly. I don't need those $10,000. Now, imagine what this means in terms of the Navy. You're on an aircraft carrier and you know that when you get into port, there's a brand new fucking vehicle uh, waiting for you to come on to be loaded onto your carrier as long as the old one is no longer functioning. Mm-hmm. You're dumping that shit in the ocean. <laughs> there are huge huge um dump sites in iraq that are just these you know giant graveyards of old decommissioned humvees it's not just in iraq dude i had a buddy a really close friend of mine in it was in the military he's like my um Mm -hmm. my roommate from college um he he was he was a logistics officer and the amount of broken down shit the military just has is Mm -hmm. insane the same like, it's ridiculous. Well, the most insane part about it is that a lot of that stuff is functioning before we decommission it, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, that's what that's I mean when I say thing. broken down. It's de- sorry, yeah. the word I was we, looking for is decommissioned. Yeah. We break that's it. Right. We slash the tires. We smash yeah. the equipment inside. And the funny thing is, is an insurgency doesn't give a shit about our radio communications. They only give a shit about if we really fucked up that engine or not. Because if we didn't, they're going to drag that shit out of there. They're going to fix it. And we're going to see those Humvees on the other side of the fucking field. And that happens. That's happened in the history of the Iraq, quote, conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, that, if you look at what ISIS yeah. is fighting with, it's a bunch mm-hmm. of U.S. weapons. It's it, They love, I think it's Ford trucks, too. I yeah. can't remember which one yeah. it is. Yeah. Or, or Toyota. Them. I don't remember. Built Ford tough. Uh, it might be Toyota. Um, but they well, love yeah. that <laughs> shit. They love it because it's easily I forgot fit. about that. We throw that shit out and they pick it up and they use it and they can fix well, that shit. Well, while we're on the military budget, I think this is an excellent guys. I'm loving the segues today. This is like fantastic. So <laughs> just watch uh, out. I think it brings us back to uh, you know the Mer- America exporting its capitalism through its uh, military, right? So what do we expect uh, uh-huh. from a Biden presidency versus the Trump pres- presidency? Just as a just a quick recap as to what we're dealing with. Trump, we're gonna get a far right foreign policy. Biden, we're gonna get a center right policy. What is a far right policy? Same shit Trump's been saying, you know, uh, really favoring Israel, moving shit to Jerusalem, um, continuing um, the war in Afghanistan, you know, dropped that mm. mother of all bombs like a couple of years ago. Oh, the old um, Moab. Has, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, by the way, bombing. the children signing up for the military these days are ha- were not alive when Afghanistan started. <laughs> I'll give you a fantastic story on that one. It's a very heartwarming story. There's a picture of a father and son posted to afghanistan together and they posed for a picture and it came out in the military military news stars, and, stars stripes. and stripes yes mm-hmm. and uh it was uh it was quite heartwarming to see like very Aww. father and son fighting war together that nobody could tell is still happening or what it's all about because <laughs> the taliban control the damn country like oh, yeah. the taliban is on record saying we want Trump to win because he kind of wants to get the U.S. troops out. What does that tell you about Biden? <laughs> like when the Taliban endorses Trump over Biden, you know, and the reasoning is the troops are going to leave. I hope. 
<laughs> I mean, I wouldn't hold. Would my they though? If I was them. No, we. No, wouldn't. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they will. I get what I'm you're just saying. saying but... that, yeah, that's yeah. And just... Obama was going to close Gitmo. <laughs> Wait, that's still open? Oh yeah. Shocker. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they might not tell us as much about it. That's still running though, for sure. But remember how big it was when it was like talked about. Like it was, it was a huge it was a big thing. Yeah, it was a huge thing. It was like almost like a cornerstone of his foreign policy thing. Like I'm gonna close Gitmo, get out of Iraq, get out of Afghanistan. Well, what a great, uh, brilliant talking point for him too, though. Especially you know after the whole, after everything that happened during the Bush administration, you had this argument of like, how can an institution like this exist? I know we do it on foreign soil because they're trying to basically undermine the. Th- the rights that those people would have if we were holding them on American soil. That's the precedent. That's not See, a really public precedent. They that's not even like a secret that. idea. Exactly. Like, that's explicitly, oh, we're doing this so we don't have to follow our own laws our own of policies. ethics. Yeah. Are you talking about CIA black sites? Is that what? Well, it's all, same Guantanamo, thing. Same thing. But it's, yeah, yeah. same difference. Uh, as it, Guantanamo is like, the how one is, we how know is, about. How is Biden going to react to Guantanamo. He's never going to mention it for sure. No, no, and no one's going to talk Everyone about. Forgot what is he going to say about? What is he going to say about um, Yemen? He has no ground to stand on regarding Yemen. Like Obama and Biden had some of the biggest arms deals to Saudi Arabia. The same fucking bombs that are raining down right now onto Yemen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Yemen won't be a discussion. I don't think unless someone very, very intelligent brings it to the conversation and it makes national attention, which doesn't always often happen, especially, you know, these days, because there's just too many other hot button topics to talk about that. America got a lot going on. You're never going to hear me say this that often. But like, I think, I think the Iran deal is definitely a very big plus for Biden. He should definitely mention that more. I, you know, at least, at least a little bit more because hey, Iran's no, Iran's geopolitically aligning, realigning like crazy right now. If you follow a little mm-hmm. bit of Iranian news, you can you could see those fuckers are just like, you know what? America shafted us that this yeah. is it. like that's it. This the deal was probably gonna be like, all right, we got another 10, 20 years, nothing's gonna happen. But now they're like on overdrive in terms of like, you know what, they're they're fucking with us. Like they saw what happened to Iraq, they saw what happened to Libya. Like, we assassinated one of their generals. What happened to, what's happened in Syria? They assassinated our general. Like we're next on the chopping block. There's no other person there. Like North uh-huh. Korea, like really kind of like you know, I don't know what Trump did with Kim Jong Un to make him <laughs> like buddy buddy. But like, yeah. So now dictators. the whole focus is on Iran. You in know, in terms of that whole region, it's scary. Um, like to your earlier question, what does Trump do versus what does Biden do? And personally, I, uh, I, I, Nas is over here messing with stuff that is in my vision. Uh, (laughs) Tell me more about geopolitics. I'm trying. (laughs) I, uh, I think, I think the the acid kicked in. Roy's losing it. Uh, (laughs) What's the deal with tasting color? Um, I think the thing Uh, that scares me is Biden. I see him as always have been like the thing people don't seem to realize about Biden is back in the day. He was one of the hugest proponents for getting us into the Iraq war. Absolutely. He is a war hawk. He has tons of buddies in the military industrial complex who are going to make a shit ton of money if in the next four years he wins and he pushes us into a conflict. There's a ton of fucking money to be made. 
that's what helps pull our that's that's helped pull us out of out of uh, sinking economies in the past is war efforts. I, I think that, you know, that's something to keep in mind, especially if things start to go south. I think everyone should be noting how much the sort of pro-war rhetoric gets ramped up in the event of that happening, just because, uh, you know, making guns and bullets is is it's a profit like anything else. So it's going to make our economy better. So the thing that scares me is I see Trump, you know, when he removed uh, us or when he I don't know even how you want to say it, when he pulled back the the nuclear deal with Iran, he sort of made that self-fulfilling prophecy happen where he's sitting there being like, we don't want you to do this. So let's take away all the safeguards to ensure that you do. That was stupid. <laughs> how that moves forward from here in his presidency, I'm not sure because we assassinated, like like we were talking about, he assassinated one of their generals. And, and not just one of their generals. This guy is like... That would be he, war here. Yeah, he's... Yeah, you can't... He's, what, he's basically the chief of staff. Of you could assassinate army, an ex-military basically. general that Trump let go and it would still result in war. It would. Yeah. Full-scale. Full-scale warfare. So... In that even regard, if that guy was a full-on Democrat, like you yeah. know what I mean, they use that shit in a heartbeat. My scary prediction is that if we get a Biden presidency, he's going to start sitting down at the table for negotiations over a new Iran nuclear deal. But he doesn't necessarily want that. He wants it as a provocation for us to enter the country, and that's going to be all he needs. Is he's going to go? We're going to right the wrongs of the previous presidency in Iran, like any sane country would do after the country just backed out of the agreement because they had a new dude in and that's just the way it goes is going to go fuck you guys we're not going to sign shit because you've shown that your your word means nothing it's going to ramp up uh you know tension between the two countries and it's going to lead to something especially I can't when we continue us- to push uh Israel as well yeah. which is the whole point i don't see us going in any direction in anywhere else on the con- uh, in in the world except for a conflict with Iran, I think that's the next place. I think that's where we go next. Sadly, I'd, I I'd love to hear why I'm not right. I would love to give you a bunch of reasons why you're not right. First off, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any. To be clear. <laughs> I would just love uh, to be able to do that. Did you guys know that uh, Biden suggested breaking Iraq up into like three parts back in the day? Like tw- uh, not, when I say back in the day, I mean like four years ago. It worked that, well for Africa. It, that didn't it? worked well for literally everywhere that's ever happened. Yeah, yeah sure. Like you look at India, look at Pakistan, look at all. Like look at every conflict that has come. Like we're just gonna yeah, Armenia and Azerbaijan right now. Yeah, exactly. Things right. fall apart. By they gave uh, the region to the Azerbaijanis. And now the Armenians there who have been Armenian forever. It's a whole. Yeah, yeah it's happening again. Yeah, that's the, yeah. and that, the same thing happened four years ago. But this this time it's it's a little it's a little more mm-hmm. intense for sure, mm-hmm. because that's another thing, because I feel that, yes, we have military bases in 70 plus countries, 800 plus military bases around the world. But even given that point, I think America's standing in terms of a geopolitical force to be reckoned with um, is slowly diminishing from Waning, China's yeah. presence mm-hmm. for sure. Like it's definitely happening. If you, you might not see it on the surface, but behind the scenes, you can see like, if you look at energy deals that are happening, that's always a good sign. If you see um, currency swaps, trade deals, mm-hmm. those are always big signs um, showing how 
the other lesser powers are undermining the pot, the, the main power that exists in this global structure. So, uh, like Turkey's making big moves right now in terms of gas pipelines. They're trying to, um, you know, get, um, be self-reliant on gas because obviously if you look at the Ottoman empire and their history they're they want to come back. The Chinese are coming back. There, there are a lot of old civilizations that historically have basically ruled the world or at least their whole region have been subdued for a good hundred, 150 years, mostly due to um, colonialism and westward expansion, obviously, but well, I think strong economics their too. as well. It was a perfect storm for everything. And in the vacuum, like post-World War II, America just sucked everything else up. Now it's catching up to it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely catching up to everything, all the territories and neo-colonies and what, whatever you want to call it. Like it's, we're just stretched too thin. We're almost at a trillion dollars in our military spending. Just the increase in the military budget. Only the increase would have paid for fucking college for everybody last mm-hmm. year. Well, and it's interesting too, especially if, if we're going to, if we're going to sort of talk about that a little bit is, um, you know, I see the future of our relations with sort of those, big world entities, you know, China, Russia, um, it's, it's going to be a different scale about which these things are sort of decided than it was in the past, you know, way back in the day, it's 1800s. All you got to do is send troops over there and you fight the fucking shit out of each other. Now, I mean, not to say that there weren't sort of, uh, you know, this sort of economic sparring happening, trade routes and and what have you. But nowadays, I think we're going to see a lot of it more on the scale of, you know, China's going to be our, our engagement with China is going to be economic and it's going to be cyber warfare. That's what it's going to be. Russia, cyber warfare, a little bit of economic. Well, we've already started the trade. Warfare. It's already happening. We're doing the tech warfare up front now, banning apps and all this other shit. And like, you can argue the cyber has already been happening in the background. 2016. It's, yeah, it's, it's been happening really- longer than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it has. Uh, I'd say but the first. Now, now it's like in the foreground moment. now. Now it's now it's very obvious that sure. it's happening. Like mm-hmm. even a layman could be like, oh. Why can't I download TikTok? Oh, because America and China are going through some shit. Oh, okay. Well, I really hope that that gets solved too, because I have uh, money on the market <laughs> for, that, <laughs> for that working out. Cross my fingers, dude. It's gonna work out. Don't worry. Oracle's definitely gonna buy it. Oh yeah, make it work for sure. There's money to be made on TikTok. I just hope they buy it before November. Think 20th. of the thuggery though. Like, uh, like it's just think of think of America as a thug. Be like, we are China. That TikTok oh, yeah. thing, it's ours now, bitch. <laughs> like, like it's a it's, it's a yes. brilliant move. In a way, oh, because they give data to the Chinese government as if fi- Facebook, Instagram, every other app that we ever have made doesn't do exactly the same thing. Mm. No, because no. we're America and we 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 have principles and and we, we give them we shit for moral, taking down Facebook. We're not, and like then... Rory said, we are not morally reprehensible in this damn country. All right, we do not stand for that. <laughs> Don't you put words in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I think the thing that's funny about it is, is is somebody over on our end went, fuck, we can make a move on TikTok. And they went, how? And he went, well, do you think TikTok is going to give up 50 million of its user base? And they went, no, I, I don't think they will. And they went, okay, then let's fuck with them. And that's <laughs> basically what's happening. 
And now it's just the fight uh, of who's going to win. Is it going to be Oracle or Microsoft? And Microsoft lost the bid because they were like, we're not giving you more power, Microsoft. You guys can go fuck yourself. Sign Chinese government. And so now Oracle's getting it because they're like, well, you guys are kind of like this punk bitch in the cloud computing area. And you guys are kind of have a big enough business where we could justify doing that. But oh, that's that's my interpretation anyways. Um, they just they can't lose that amount of their base. And I think that part of it is also them being like, well, the reason they're kind of okay with it is um, it's going to be still that same data access to the American public. And mm-hmm. I think that China needs that. They want that. Uh, I think that for anyone using those kind of applications, when it's free, needs to really think hard about the underlying reasons for why that is. Well, no, it's the old adage, like if, if something, if the product think? is free, you're the product. <laughs> yes. So what about Elliot Abrams? He, uh, I ran Contra. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he's still doing things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We is, were, that the guy, was, is that the guy, the guy who was who's leading... head of South America now? Is that the same yes. guy? He, yeah. We put him in charge. He fled secret wars in Guatemala that were horrifying. Basically genocide. We know this. It's all on record. And he is still there. He was the one who was uh, leading the charge on Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just got appointed maybe like a year and a half ago or two years. Maybe not even. For... Boy, lot... <laughs> not soon enough, right? Well, yeah. Well, at least John Bolton didn't last that long. Wait, and his... guess what? Now he's the darling of MSNBC. He's like, he every became time on NBC. famous for the Iran Contra scandal. Like his, yeah. his, his defining moment in his career was the, one of the biggest scandals of all time and just a complete shit show of ineptitude. Let's put him as a special representative for Venezuela. Very good idea. Doesn't surprise me, especially when it comes to like Central and South America, that someone like that ends up being very, very important. That's our whole MO from like the 60s through the 90s was like, hey, how do we destabilize Central and South America? Uh, we would go down and we would find what a, a, what was like a company or a, a country's important resource. Like say you're in Brazil and you go, hey, you guys got a lot of rubber. <laughs> we notice the rubber plants. We can turn this into an industry that will benefit the country. And they go, well, how are you going to do that? We go, well, what we're going to do is first, we're going to give you a loan. And you're going to take that loan and you're going to pay it to this company and they're going to build a factory here. And, um, you know, they go ahead and they spend the money and they build the factory. And at the end of the day, they don't recognize that the factory is actually owned by the company and not the country and that they're getting some of the money, but not enough to pay back the loan. And so at that point, you sit there and go, okay, well, the money's due. And they go, well, how are we going to pay it back? We can't pay it back. We, we haven't made any money from this yet. And they go, well, I'm sure we can work something out. And then eventually you start moving in on them politically. And if that doesn't work, well, then there's always a, a, you know, a bomb on their plane. And then you go ahead and you move someone else. And you go, did you see what happened to the last guy? And they go, yeah, I saw what happened to the last guy. And you go, so you're going to play ball, right? And they go, yeah. And then when that doesn't work, you find somebody who just previously fucking worked for you. And here we are. Or they Same prop shit, up yeah. fascists to stop communists. Sure. And- uh, Evan McMullen, the CIA spook, <laughs> just tweeted the other day, uh, credible threats of kidnapping officials, overthrowing state governments in civil war. Never thought I'd see such things in America. These are the matters of banana republics in the faraway <laughs> oh places. We're truly at an inflection point as a country. Americans of conscience must unite. Like, that's literally your fucking fault. You're a goddamn fucking spook. God damn it. You're Ran responsible away. for all of those things. 
Brand really. mode activated. It didn't just spontaneously go. happen. You made them happen. You know, global stability, somewhat, mostly. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Ish, ish, yeah. I'm excited for like World War Three. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna sugarcoat it because I think we're already. Uh, in the it. only reason I say that is because it, they're they're all throughout human history, and I, people are gonna give me shit for saying oh blah blah blah. But you gotta look at history in context. You can't just look at history for the last two, three years. You got to look at history for the couple last few hundred years and see what mm. the world players are doing and how they're trying to come back. America, let's be honest, has only been on the global stage for the last solid 80 years and maybe a total of 100. But maybe post Monroe Doctrine is when they really started to you know, set foot on to other places and expand outward. But mm-hmm. other than that, like it's we've. You can only cover so much of the world. It's going to have to <laughs> retract back at some point. It's just that's the Always history does. of every empire, every yeah. single empire. So for people saying that, you know, getting stuck in their own, own bubble saying, oh, yeah, we're the number one, we're the greatest military. Well, yeah, but most empires have always had the greatest military so that doesn't really that's mean how anything. it works that's yeah <laughs> and guess what they're not around anymore either so yeah it's not really like having the greatest military ever isn't usually a good sign of your you know <laughs> being around for a while oh, you'll be around but yeah yeah look, look at the british empire like they're a shadow of what they were even a hundred years ago mm-hmm. like completely they're not even a. They can't even keep hold on Scotland anymore. Like those fuckers went out. Like you know what I mean. I feel That's like the how, most interesting thing is that it. What is going to be the fallout when we finally do fall from our supremacy? That's going to be the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see because we pissed off so many people. It makes me yeah. wonder how much of that is going to come back. They're going to go. Hey, remember that shit you pulled in the eighties? And there you have it, another episode of Progressive Rants in the Books. Uh, but before I leave, um, I would like to inform everyone that we have a Twitter handle, which is um, ProgressiveR71. Um, Progressive Rants is a little too big for a Twitter handle, apparently. I had no idea about that. Uh, we're also on uh, Facebook. Uh, just search Progressive Rants. Uh, I'll leave the links in the description. If, you, if you're interested um, and yeah twitter us you can send us a message on facebook whatever um, you like and we'll get back to you whenever we can and not to forget like share and subscribe or tell us tell your friends about us um, word of mouth is sort of all we have right now and uh, we really appreciate you helping us getting this podcast out there Thank you, and hope everyone's having a great week. Goodbye.